Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This month I'm just talking about some continuity errors that I've noticed through the years, and also just questions that have been raised that aren't necessarily due to continuity errors, but continuity errors don't help. And... Yeah. I don't know. I'm uh, pretty good at apparently keeping up with the history of most of the characters on this show. So, one of the continuity errors that I wanted to talk about a little bit that really amused me during the pandemic, and I know... I know the pandemic changed things with filming, but what on earth was going on with that rooftop? Two big continuity errors there. First of all, this is when Peter was running up the steps and trying to talk to his pilot who somehow was texting while flying, which is a whole other issue, like... Oh my goodness, Oh, That's so dumb. Why is the helicopter pilot flying and texting? That's like worse than texting and driving. You could get really hurt with that, but anyways. <clears throat> this is during that scene. When they get up to the roof, two big um, continuity errors. Number one, the skyline is not any skyline that we've ever seen in Port Charles. It's very clearly the studio rooftop. There is no helicopter pad for a hospital for, you know, life flights. And you can see the Griffin Observatory in the background. It completely ruins the idea of a fair in New York. But, oh man, the second continuity error is that that is not the rooftop that we've ever seen. Did they just get rid of a rooftop? Why would you get rid of such an important set piece? The roof is very important. Where is the... Elevator that leads down to the sub-basement where Stavros was, because clearly they still have it somewhere if they were able to get... If Finn and Liz were able to get Peter's supposedly dead body down to the basement to hide it in the freezer. (sighs) Which, like, are they trying to just redo the whole Stavros storyline? Because Peter is more annoying than Stavros. (laughs) No offense. I don't know, like... I don't know if it's the way that his lines are delivered when he's in bad guy mode. Which, like, again, no offense to the actor. I understand that you have to distinguish when a character has two sides of himself. You do have to distinguish between, like, when we're playing a good guy and when we're actually being their evil self but when you say your s is like a snake it 
I don't know, Stavros was a better villain, and I know we're probably trying to make him more like Faison than Stavros, but like, that's the comparisons, especially with throwing his body in a freezer in the sub-basement. Like, I don't know. That's really annoying. So, on the island in 2013, after Stavros has reappeared and understandably terrified Laura, who is that fourth spot at the table set for? Is it like a reminder for Stavros that Lulu, that he married Lulu and he's just kind of pretending that she's there? Even though he cryogenically froze her, she should not have survived that. But like, is that what it is? Is it some kind of weird romantic in his mind, reminder of things that could have been? Is it him setting a place for Helena? Or... I don't know, not Nicholas. He knows Nicholas is on his deathbed. (sighs) Or, supposedly, he ended up being fine. Or, I mean, it wasn't Luke moving his plate it's it's just sitting there and like it shows the plate at the upper end of a table and then it pans over but you can see that Luke and Laura both have food in front of them so it is a fourth spot set and it's just like who is this set for I don't know like it It bothers me. Was he expecting Dante? That whole scene is weird. I don't know. The fact that Laura almost made him cry is very interesting, though. Which I'll save that. I mean, for the Laura in the 2000s. 90s and 2000s. Episode. I would just like to point out the, um... Well... The continuity error that they have going on on the show right now. In 2003, and I know this was just to accommodate Tyler Christopher, but there was a whole, like, subplot about Nicholas having this certain, like, specific tattoo. And it was in this book of old Cassidine legend, and he was like, every firstborn son has this tattoo. Every Castine man when no, he said actually it was every Castine man when they turn eighteen gets this tattoo. I'm assuming it's a firstborn. So like it doesn't apply to Stefan or Victor or Valentine. Well, Valentine does have tattoos, but like <laughs> Nicholas doesn't have a tattoo anymore. Which makes sense, because I know it was just to accommodate Tyler Christopher's tattoo. But it was a whole plot line. So Spencer should have a tattoo? Nicholas should have a tattoo? I don't think Stavros was ever shirtless on camera, so it doesn't matter if he doesn't have a tattoo. (laughs) But it just, it really bothers me. And then, um, 
But, like, that was such a big storyline, though. And, like, he was talking to Emily about it, about it, and, like, there was a whole other subplot where the Castadine, they found out that there had been a Castadine and a Quartermain that had fallen in love. And Helena was like, yeah, but the, Cassid- the Quartermain got killed because they weren't worthy of being a Castadine and all that drama. And it's just like, <sighs> they dropped it. They've got to fix the continuity error because it was an important piece. So, if any, <laughs> I know there are no producers or writers listening to this, but please fix your continuity error. Thank you. Guys, I would like to make a correction. Um, Stavros, <laughs> there was one scene on the show where he was shirtless, and it was a part of that nightmare sequence. That is one of my favorite special episodes if I've ever done. But, um, it's during Stefan's nightmare. And because Stefan is dreaming about being with Chloe, and the POV switches, and he's watching someone else be with Chloe, and then Stavros sits up on the bed and is shirtless, and he's like, well, okay. <clears throat> he had a very weird tendency of, like, evil laughter in the 2000s, and that's one of those instances. But he technically was... Not technically, he was shirtless one episode. One scene. <clears throat> I don't know. That's my correction. To the tattoo continuity error. You know... This hit me a couple weeks ago, and I'm re-recording this section because the last first recording was a bit of a mess, but technically, I don't think Nicholas should have brown eyes because Laura has blue eyes, and the original Stavros had blue eyes. You can't tell that watching the YouTube videos, but if you look up the actor, you can see very clearly that he does have blue eyes. So technically, Nicholas could have blue eyes. I feel like technically he should, just because Luke and Laura both have blue eyes, and Lucky and Lulu both have blue eyes. But I understand that blue eyes are still a recessive gene. So because Laura has brown eyes from her mom's side... I don't know what color Gordon Gray's eyes were. Kind of irrelevant here. But brown is still a dominant gene. And then... I'm sorry. I'm way overthinking this. Helena has brown eyes. And Mikos, I think, had brown eyes. So it makes sense that Nicholas's eyes are brown. But, and it would be very weird to see him with blue eyes now, so I'm just pointing it out. Also, um, even when they fought, Stefan was his dad. Like, Stefan has green eyes. So, that's the rarest eye color. And so, I don't know, it would it would have made sense for him to have 
green eyes. I don't know where I'm going with this, guys. I'm just way overthinking everything here. A never continuity error that I just thought of this morning is a pretty big one. Um, 2016, 2017, when Ava had that really bad accident in that fire that she set. I still think Sunny's a bit of a jerk for not helping her, but <laughs> um, even though she had set the fire herself and she was trying to burn the whole place to the ground, like, I, I understand why he didn't help her, but, like, come on. Anyways, <laughs> um, that was a scene... I was flipping through the channels and I just saw that and I was like, I have no clue what is going on. But I know Spencer went to visit her. Like he snuck away from Laura and Kevin's to go talk to Ava and try and cheer her up. So there was a time when he loved Ava and I'm confused on when that ended. Because I know that he blames her for, her, for his father's death. It's just confusing, because now he hates her. I don't know. And maybe because there was a letter, supposedly, from Spencer to Ryan, so... some I don't get how Ryan wrote him a letter, but maybe Ryan wrote him a letter with all these lies about Ava. I'm just so confused, guys. So confused. <laughs> so that's a never-continuity error. Everyone... I could only use my suspension of disbelief for so long. How is Esme getting all of these internships? I mean, I know several people who did graduate from my high school with their CNA certifications through classes they took. So that's not crazy. But like, her having an internship in the prison system so that she can be with or at least, you know, keep Spencer updated on everything going on outside is crazy. But I, I've learned all this through an interview with the actor who plays Spencer now. But I'm also happy that he is finally seeing through Esme's, like, seeing Esme's true colors. Which I'm very, very happy about. I don't know why she bo she bothers me because she reminds me of the bully that I had in middle school. That's why she bothers me so much. But I'm glad if the actor said Spencer is basically just keeping that relationship going for political and social reasons. And he's playing her, and that is the most Cassidyne thing of all. And it's not as harmful as a lot of the ever Cassidyne things he could have done and did do. Also, I'm very sad I missed Victor and Laura fighting. She has such good comebacks. Guys, I was trying to sleep last night. I had this idea pop into my head at 11.30, which, you know, that's when all my ideas about plot points they could do on General Hospital tend to pop into my head. But I think I covered this in my last podcast a little bit, but... I thought of a way they could bring Stavros back. Why do I want him to come back? I love Laura so much, but basically, my idea is that we know 
he has the doctors at Crichton Clark under his thumb. If any of them survived that self-destruction mode there. But, I mean, because I don't know if those doctors were evil or if they were just so terrified of Stavros, if they just were going to help do the um, IVF thing with Lulu, which is very disturbing. But, um, so we know he has access to some doctors. What if, unless I bring Lulu back too, <laughs> what if they, um, had someone that was unknown to Laura, like, get the doctors to try and help Lulu. I mean, Victor blackmailed Robin into bringing Stavros out of a catatonic, not catatonic, cryogenic state in the first place. So, he could get one of those doctors to figure out how to get Lulu out of a coma, and then he'll bring Lulu back. And then, Lulu will hopefully have all of her memory, and she'll be like, well, she'll be happy to be awake. And then a couple months will go by and Laura will be happy that she's back. And then Stavros will appear and say that he's the one who was able to get the doctors to bring Lulu out of her coma. And then that'll take, that'll make Laura have this big emotional arc where she's torn because she's so grateful to have Lulu back, but she hates the person who brought her back. And I just think that would be so powerful. And Lulu would have those same kinds of emotions because she'd be grateful to be back with her family and hopefully Dante would come back to her. And I don't even know if Dante and Sam are still a thing with Drew being back, but like, it would be so nice if Dante and Lulu could get back together, and I know I'm just biased towards this couple because that was one of the first couples I really cheered on in a show. I just was so... They got together the year I was in seventh grade. And seventh grade was a very tough year for me. And so I was very, very invested in their story. And Dante being Sonny's son and all of the really interesting things they did. So I'm very upset that Dante and Lulu broke up. So if Stavros comes back and saves quote unquote or at least like brings Lulu out of her coma, maybe they could fix their relationship. Dante and Lulu, Stavros would probably be like, oh, this is how you repay me for bringing you out of your coma. You go back to your husband, the husband, because I don't think he ever learned his name. And that's like one of the funniest things to me, because as dark as 2013 and 2014 Stavros is, it's just very funny. But he's always like, you, the husband, or say goodbye to your husband, like 
he never learned Dante's name. And I just think that's kind of funny. I think that's his way of trying to be a little more, like, show that he's powerful, but it doesn't really work. Guys, how did I predict that? That is the second time I've correctly guessed someone's paternity. Although I will technically say I said Esme had related to him somehow, and that she could be his daughter. But now we're going to have to rewrite the whole timeline, which is originally why I said it wouldn't work. I don't know, and now she's in the same house as Kevin and Laura. Admittedly, Ryan... It's so weird, because Laura meets all of Ryan's M.O., which, I mean, it just, it's surprising that he never tried anything with her, because she is beautiful, and she is short, and she is blonde, and she has blue eyes. So, I don't get, I mean, I'm glad he did it, obviously, because I love Laura, but, like, she meets his M.O. And if anything, he just seemed very confused about what Laura was doing in Kevin's house and who Spencer was. And how did Lulu not pick up on something being off when she literally showed Kevin a picture of Spencer and he was just like, oh, that's interesting. Like, Lulu, I don't think Kevin would respond that way. So... <laughs> That'll get me off track if I talk about it anymore, but how did no one notice? And she's got that strong personality that, like, Felicia and Ava have, although she's a little bit more on the reserved side. But anyway, like, Esme is living with Kevin, who Ryan hates, and Ryan has apparently been faking his locked-in syndrome. So I bet... All of this relationship with Spencer is her way of helping her father break up Nicholas and Ava and ruin Nicholas's life, destroy the good relationship he had with his son, all because he took Ava from him, from Ryan. And Nicholas and Ava are so... Well, the last time I was watching, they were pretty happy together. I don't know, I read the fan wiki this evening, and I was like, Oh my goodness, I can't believe I got that right. So, yeah, I guess at this point, Stavros is coming in May or November. Whatever the big sweeps months are. Or he could be coming... No, that's too soon. They don't have enough time to set it up. If they do it the way that I think they could... It would most likely be in November because there needs to be time for Laura to be super happy about Lulu being awake and Lulu needs to have time to process, be very happy, work on restoring her health. And then Stavros comes in and says, hey, I'm the one who made all of this possible. And then they have a good arc from November for several months. I'm putting that out there right now. Another issue with Esme being Ryan's daughter is that Esme has witnessed Nicholas almost stab his own son. So, she would not have to be convinced more 
that Nicholas is a bad guy by her father. So, she'd probably be willing to harm Nicholas in order to help her father and also quote-unquote help Spencer. And then Spencer will feel guilty and hopefully that about bringing her into the family, and then hopefully that will bring Spencer and Nicholas back together. However, if that doesn't work, then I think what's going to bring Spencer and Nicholas back to being close is Victor coming for his return on his favor. And it's going to be something Spencer doesn't want to do, and he'll go to his father about how torn he is, and Nicholas will help him. Or, <laughs> if that doesn't work, then perhaps something is going to happen to Laura, and they'll both put aside our differences because we both love Laura so much. These are all the ways I think Nicholas and Spencer could come back together, because they were so close when Spencer was young. So close. And it makes me so sad. Although, I will say, I feel like every, um, I don't know, I feel like Nicholas hit his rebellion stage after high school, so maybe this is just Spencer <laughs> also rebelling. And it's kind of funny, because it's like Nicholas's payback for how he treated Stefan at certain points, so... I don't know. It's interesting. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed learning about some of the possible continuity errors that I've found in my time watching and watching stuff on YouTube. Also, I just want to say right now, I will likely not be posting in April. I'm in my last semester of school, and I've got a million things to do, so expect part two about Laura probably in late May, when everything has settled down a little bit. Thank you! Hope you guys enjoyed the show!